The strongest man in the Bible had to learn the reality of his own weakness and the true source of strength. Today, we learn spiritual truths from the life of Samson. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we journey through the Word of God. What is the great need of your life right now? Everybody has one. Uh, maybe your need is not mine. Mine is not yours. Maybe your need today was not your need yesterday. It's amazing how it changes from day to day. What is the great need of your life? Sometimes we don't even know what those needs are. Uh, we live in a world today where everybody wants to talk about their felt needs. Uh, well, your felt need may not be your real need because the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked, who can know it? Sometimes even our emotions deceive us. We think we need something, but really we don't. Sometimes we confuse needs and wants. I'll tell you something wonderful about God. That is, He always knows our need. And He not only knows our need, He has what we need. We're studying through the life of Samson, and we've come, like I believe, a divine exclamation point to the lasting things Samson is remembered for by God. Now, we remember him for his failure, but praise the Lord, God remembers him for a victory. In Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 32, Samson is in the hall of faith. Samson is remembered as a man of faith in God. Would you like to be remembered as a man or woman of faith in God? How would you like your children to remember you, your grandchildren? What would you like them to say? He was a strong man. Uh, she was an able woman. Uh, they, were, they were wealthy people. They, they accomplished much. Or would you like them to say they had faith in God and God proved Himself in their life? I think that's the message God wants us to take away from the life of Samson. And that is His faith and God's divine enabling, God's ability. So, we've learned first of all that you've got to trust God to give you strength in every battle. We learned that from Judges chapter 14 in the first battle of Samson's life when that lion roared against him. Now let's come to Judges 15, the second chapter in Samson's life. And what do we learn here? Well, let's read the story. In Judges chapter 15, verse 18, the Bible says, And he was sore athirst, and called on the Lord, and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant, and now shall I die for thirst? and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. But God clave in hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Therefore he called the name thereof in Hakori, which is in Lehi, unto this day. And he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines twenty years. Now, we've studied this particular passage already as we walked through these chapters together, but I'm just highlighting a few victories that came through faith because I want you to learn this lesson today. Not only must you trust God to give you strength in every battle, but you must trust God to give you supply for every need. You see, no matter who you are, you're going to have needs. You may think this particular need you're facing right now is going to be the end of you, the death of you. Samson thought that. He thought this was the end of his story. But Judges 14 was just the beginning of the story. It wasn't the end of the story. He's getting ready to go on and judge Israel for another 20 years. Some of you think, I'm going to die where I'm at. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to get through this. Yes, you are. God is able. 
The Lord has a great future, a bright future for you. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Friend, God has more planned for you than you ever imagined. There's something on the other side of this great need. God has brought you to this need to bring you to the realization that He truly is enough. You can trust Him. Like Samson, you must call on the Lord. Maybe today you need to spread out your petition before the Lord. You've talked to everybody about it. Have you talked to the Lord about it? You've murmured to yourself about it, but have you talked to the Lord about it? You've posted about it on social media, but have you talked to the Lord about it? Oh, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I think the hymn writer had it right, don't you? I think that's also what the Apostle Paul meant in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, when he says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then later in that same chapter, in verse 19, he says, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You see, the supply is always connected to prayer. You can never exhaust the infinite resources of an almighty God. You may be exhausted today. You may be physically depleted, mentally worn out, emotionally spent. You may be spiritually weary and well-doing, but you have not exhausted God. He is enough. Come to Him and call on Him. And when you call on Him, don't just pray. Pray in faith. My pastor years ago said that Prayer is no substitute for faith. When he first said it, I thought, what does that mean? And then it re I realized, it dawned on me, that sometimes I go through the motions and mechanics of prayer. I'm saying the words, but I don't even believe God's going to answer. No, when you pray, you must pray in faith, believing, Jesus said. When Samson called on the Lord, he was believing the Lord. He said to the Lord, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. He said, Lord, you've done it before. Would you do it again? He said, And now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised? He said, Lord, I don't believe that's your will. I want to see you work right now. When you call on the Lord, you need to believe that God cares. Oh, yes, He does care. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. But you need to not only believe that God cares, you need to believe that God can. Now, too many times, God's people speak like unbelievers. They speak in unbelief. They wring their hands and worry and wonder about what, what's going on in the world. The psalmist David said this, Don't fret against the Lord. Did it ever dawn on you that your worrying is actually an affront to God? That actually when you fret, you're not just fretting against yourself or a person or a circumstance. You're fretting against the Lord. Stop fighting God today. Stop living in anxious worry and care and instead turn that worry into prayer. Turn that fretting into faith. Turn it heavenward. Get your eyes on the Lord and say, I believe that God is enough. Do you remember the rest of the story here in Judges 15? But God, verse 19. Don't you love it when God butts in, when the Lord steps into the circumstance? <laughs> yes, your circumstance may be dire. Yes, you may be in terrible straits. No, there may be no person to help you, but God. God clave in hollow place that was in the jaw. And there came water thereout, and when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. On the other side of this need, you're going to be talking not about the need, but about God's supply. 
You know, when we all get to heaven, we're going to be there soon, maybe before this day is out. But when we all get to heaven and gather around the throne of God at the nail-pierced feet of Jesus, we're not going to talk about the skirmishes and battles in this life. We're going to talk about His strength and the victory He gave. And we're not going to talk about our need and how hard we had it. That's how we like to talk now, isn't it? What burdens we have. No, what we're going to be talking about for all eternity is God's supply. And maybe today, instead of just asking for supply, maybe you need to turn around and start thanking God for the supply. And perhaps the greatest prayer of faith is this prayer, Lord, I can't see it, I don't feel it, and I have no idea how you're going to do it, but I just believe you already have the supply. I believe you've already got it worked out, and I'm trusting you today. Would you pray that prayer of faith? Would you exercise faith in God? Faith is not just how you got saved. No, the just shall live by faith. Would you live by faith? If you're going to die in faith, you need to live in faith. Exercise faith in God today and trust that God will give you supply for every need. Samson is a reminder to us all that our strength is in God alone. Thank you for joining us today. Visit scottpauley.org for additional resources and an archive of all of the Enjoying the Journey episodes. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again soon.